1: news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned into quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. The broadcast begins
2: now, now, now.
3: Well, good Tuesday evening to you, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton. Of course, I am Shayna Thornton, and I am so excited and also honored that you've opted to join us for this broadcast. It is Tuesday, December the 6th, and I welcome you to the very first Tuesday of December 2016. Now, I trust you're having one awesome week thus far. Christmas will be here very soon, and I hope you're having a great holiday season so far tis the season let's talk america host Shayna thornton is a national award-winning news talk program that offers news talk for every single member of your household regardless of age or generation and we aim to keep you informed on the top trending issues and people of our time We've had the awesome opportunity to be on air for the past three years. We have presented the exclusive interviews on so many topics out there, and they happen to include health, law, politics, education, pop culture, music, and so much more. And we are continuing on our path of keeping you informed. Right now, I would kindly ask that you please hashtag LTA Radio. Please hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, on your favorite social media outlet and let others know that you are tuned in right now. Perhaps you're listening to me live or you're listening to the replay podcast two weeks later, but let others know that you are tuned in so they know about your favorite family radio talk show. Also, while we're on the note of keeping in touch with Let's Talk America Radio, please go visit our newly designed website. It's easy to navigate. You're going to love it. It's easy to remember as well, www.ltaradio.com. Please visit www.ltaradio.com. And there you can find information about all of our shows, upcoming guests, and so much more. We would love to hear from you as well. So please provide feedback, also feedback about tonight's show. And tonight's show is a pretty good one. You want to stay tuned in. We have top pediatrician and acclaimed author, Dr. Laura Jenna. Now, she joins the show tonight to explain just how to raise an honest and nurturing child. You want to hear this very timely segment. If you have children, nieces or nephews, godchildren or grandchildren, you want to stay tuned in. Ideally, we want our children to be the best they can be. She's going to break it all down. Also, founder, chairman, and CEO of Financial Dignity Empowerment Nonprofit Operation Hope, John Hope Bryant, is known as one of the foremost authorities on poverty eradication. He has been an advisor to the last four sitting U.S. presidents. Well, he talks to Let's Talk America Radio tonight about a very unique financial program. You want to stay tuned in for this exclusive interview. Also, let's put the spotlight on your health, specifically your digestive health. Dr. Phil Hart, a leading world expert in digestive disorders, will join us tonight to discuss this very important topic, okay? Stay with us. And lastly, PharmD Kim Tran joins us to discuss influenza. That's right, it is flu season. What does that mean for you and your family? Can you also trust the different vaccinations out there? She's going to break all that information down for us. So please stay tuned in. Message all of your Family, friends, colleagues, even your next door neighbor, right now, and let them know that Let's Talk America Radio is broadcasting and we are providing information that's relevant for every single member of their household. It's very important. And also, keep in mind that our signature in the news will air next, and that's where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. And there's been a lot going on in the past 24 hours, so stay with us. You know, we love timely news, great talk, and also phenomenal music here on Let's Talk America Radio. And tonight, the tunes of Atlanta-based musician Adriel Mallard will air tonight, okay? So stay with us. All right, everyone, we're set to kick the show off for the very first Tuesday in December of 2016. Wow, this year has flown by very quickly. LTA Radio is on now. And remember, we present news, talk, and
0: music. I'm not a survivor just because I lived through the attempted murder on my life. I'm a survivor because in spite of the attempted murder, I never gave up. This is Sherry Graves, author, inspirational speaker, and CEO of Beyond Your Scars. I'm very excited to partner with Seamus Thornton, host of Let's Talk America. For 25 years, I've lived with second and third degree burn scars covering 30% of my body and a house fire that was set to kill me. Now, that flame continues to burn as my living testimony. I invite you. I challenge you to join my Embrace Your Scars and Redefine Your Beauty Experience campaign. I really need your help to spread the word that there is beauty in the deepest places of our scars. My mission is to set a new trend that will spread throughout the world. Connect with me on my website, www.SherryGray.com, where you can also purchase my tell-all book, A Fire Within, Someone set fire and left me for dead, inspired by my true life story. And stay tuned for the debut of my Beyond Your Scars YouTube channel and blog. As a licensed clinical social worker, I offer personal development keys at my seminars, keys that help transform how I feel about myself. Now, I'm sharing these same keys to empower you to feel better about yourself. As a survivor of sexual assault, domestic violence, and attempted murder, I represent women and men all around the world. If you are looking for a speaker, someone who not only works in my professional career with survivors of abuse, but because of my own personal experiences with these same victimizations, my passion is to share love, hugs, and education in support of your organization. Email me at number one graves at msn.com to join my campaign. And simply say, Sherry, I want to be a part of keeping the flame burning. Thank you, God, for healing my deepest wounds, transforming them, and redefining what true inner beauty is to me. Now, I feel you to embrace your scars. I'm Sherry Graves. Love you. As always, stay blessed. Thank you. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi. My name is Kavarka and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd and I'm sending in every Tuesday at 730 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be.
3: Welcome back, everyone. A special thanks to all of our national partners and sponsors. Your support truly is priceless. Now, if you're interested in collaborating with Let's Talk America Radio for some branding or advertising options, please shoot us a quick email at admin at Again, you can simply email us at admin@ltaradio.com. at We look forward to hearing from you soon. I'd be remiss if I did not thank our loyal listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Talk America Radio. Radio. Remember, this is your family radio talk show. We appreciate you telling all of your family and friends about the show as well. And if this is your very first time tuning in to Let's Talk America Radio, welcome and I hope you return next week. And you can listen to any of our replay podcasts by visiting ltaradio.com. And there you will find the several outlets where you can listen to them, such as Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and so much more. Stay with us, okay, everyone? Well, it is now time for our Signature in the news. And this is where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. A friendly housekeeping note, Let's Talk America Radio has collaborated with the one and only SEB TV, Channel 182 out of Georgia on the Charter Network. And there we deliver the televised edition of In the News. Visit ltaradio.com for more information. Well, we're set to kick it off this week in the news. A Charleston, South Carolina judge declared a mistrial Monday after 12 jurors said they were unable to reach a unanimous verdict in the case of former North Charleston police officer Michael Slager, who was charged with murder in the death of African-American motorist Walter Scott. The mistrial was announced just hours after Circuit Judge Clifton Newman had ordered jurors to continue deliberating. Jurors reported later that they were hopelessly unable to reach a unanimous consensus. The panel of one African-American and 11 Caucasian jurors had deliberated about 22 hours over four days. The prosecutor has vowed to retry Slager for the death of Scott. We will keep you posted on this case. In the news, deadly California fire. We now know that at least 36 people are dead and more people are unaccounted for after a fire broke out this past Friday at an Oakland warehouse, according to fire department officials. Now, officials say they are prepared to deal with more deaths at the building. The fire broke out during an electronic music party. According to reports, it took about five hours to put out the blaze in the building, which did not appear to have sprinklers. Now, the search for more victims has been placed on hold this past Monday after authorities determined the building was dangerously unstable for firefighters. The operator of the warehouse is being accused of ignoring safety concerns for the building. In the news, Dakota Access Pipeline update. Now thousands of protesters celebrated after the Army Corps of Engineers announced it would look for an alternate route for the Dakota Access Pipeline. Now for months members of the Sioux Tribe and their supporters have camped out to express their dissatisfaction with the pipeline they believe could be hazardous and damage the water supply of their nearby reservation. In the news, new housing secretary. Now, President-elect Donald Trump formally confirmed that he will nominate former Republican rival Ben Carson to the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Carson responded that he feels he can make a significant contribution, particularly by strengthening communities that are most in need. Now, critics have emerged claiming Carson has no experience in housing development or in managing an agency. In addition to this HUD nomination, President-elect Trump is preparing for a new round of job interviews for Secretary of State and other posts this week. Now, he will take the oath of office on January the 20th, 2017. Well, everyone, this concludes this week's edition of In the News with Let's Talk America radio show, but stay in touch with us via Twitter. There, we share news stories 24 hours a day, and the handle you want to connect with there is S.S. Thornton. The handle on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. Well, everyone, we are set to deliver news, talk, and music tonight on LTA Radio. Stay with us. Our first interview focuses on you raising a child that is actually honest. Is it possible? Where well, a leading pediatrician gives her take on it. Stay with us. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio.
0: Bold Favor Magazine is a leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bone Favor prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless.
3: Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our inspirational quote of the night, and this is where we highlight one very encouraging statement. And tonight's words come from acclaimed author Helen Keller, who once said, The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Again, acclaimed author Helen Keller once said, The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. I think those powerful words certainly speak for themselves at the end of the day. It's not the tangible things that we're left with. It's our legacy. Is it of love? Is it of honesty? Is it of good character? Well, our next leading guest wants to talk about that, and she wants to pinpoint the young people in your life. She happens to believe it's never too early to get them on the track of really great qualities, such as telling the truth and being honest. What a timely topic. I'm so excited to welcome them. One and only top pediatrician, Dr. Laura Gianna. She'll be on in seconds. Remember to message all of your family, friends, colleagues. Message them on your smartphone. Perhaps it's on Facebook or Twitter, but let them know that LTA Radio is broadcasting now. Stay with us. So
0: far from you. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com gospelsinger gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Welcome back, listeners, to your national
3: award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. And, you know, here on the program, we put the spotlight on the issues that concern you and what matters more than your children. Now, compassion, honesty, and generosity, how soon should parents start helping their kids develop these very critical traits in a recent survey, parents overwhelmingly agreed that good character traits were important, yet nearly half said preschool is way too young for children to start learning critical social-emotional skills, like getting along with others and compassion. Right now, I'm so excited to have an expert on. She's a board-certified pediatrician. She knows a lot about kids. She Personally, she's a mother of three. I'm talking about the one and only award-winning parenting and children's book, Arthur, Dr. Janna, Dr. Laura Janna. Dr. Janna, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio.
4: Hey, well, thanks so much. Great to join
3: you. Oh, now glad to be on. Now, when it comes to our kids or grandkids or nieces or nephews, we adore them. And a lot of times we look at the behavior, especially in older toddlers, and say, well, they're overly aggressive, they don't want to share, but isn't that a part of normal childhood?
4: Well, you got that one right. And actually, I love the question because it's a matter of understanding, and a lot of us don't have I mean, I've spent 20 years professionally, but a lot of parents don't have that understanding of what is developmentally appropriate. So when people ask me about they're worried that their toddler or their 2-year-old is selfish and demanding and things, you know, I'm glad they're asking, but what I can do is reassure people. That is developmentally what's expected. What our okay. role as parents or caregivers of young children is to understand and help them learn to adjust that behavior so they understand other people's perspectives. We don't expect wow. it just like, you know, if you sing the alphabet, right, To you don't yes. wait until a child's going to kindergarten and start singing the alphabet. You, we mm-hmm. sing it to six-month-olds, right? We yes. don't expect yes. it to come back, but it's informing what they do. For very young children... There's this balance between, you know, people ask, when can I develop these skills? And, you know, almost half of people in this national survey that Primrose Schools did, almost half believe that preschool was too young. You know, it's it's, it's interesting to me because I know that from day one, the day children come home from the hospital, you can start modeling and fostering these skills.
3: I see. So it's never too young. And I love the point that you're making that uh, to a certain degree that when children are two or three and they have uh, the behaviors that we can say is selfish and demanding, you're saying that is typical of their age, let a kid be a kid. But as parents, right, you're saying we can set the model day one when they come home from the hospital
4: absolutely so there's the part that we know the fact that a caring responsive adult is the single most important factor in how babies learn right i mean it's all of how they see the world and they learn to interact with the world that yes. means that we've just validated right down to the connecting of neurons in the developing brain we now have that neuroscience neuroimaging evidence for anybody who didn't believe it that okay. parents are the are the most important first best teachers and i like to add are the true CEOs, right? They're the chief engagement wow. officers. And we know that babies' brains, you know we like to think of babies as sponges. And I love when people think that in the sense that they realize that babies can learn things. But Excellent. we know that we have to put a little caveat on that. They're not sponges until they're socially engaged interactions which is where a caring-responsive adult comes in. So it's a critical factor in helping babies learn those things, and they can learn them from their parents, but they also need to learn them from the other important caring-responsive adults in their lives when they're not in parental care. Now, let's talk about not being
3: in parental care because, as you know, so many Americans and individuals across the world have to go to child development centers, better known as daycare to a lot of Americans. And I will often hear parents come out and about in the field, and they'll say, you know what? My kid picked up this very bad habit. They didn't start biting until they went to that school, or they didn't start hitting or scratching in the face until they got around these other kids. Uh, and I know when you speak of children being sponges with adults, but is it true? Is that just an urban myth that they can pick up by some behavior, good and bad, from their peers?
4: You know, you're hitting on such a core topic. You know, as a pediatrician, I have lots and lots of parents coming to me and asking these questions, but certainly also sitting at the front desk of a child care center for 10 years where my goal was to help everybody, parents, teachers, children, all sort of work in the same direction, you just hit on some really important things. So first of all, I always say, you know, when you come and you want your child to a child care setting and you want your child to learn to ch- share, you don't get to pick what they learn, right? To share. <laughs> That's right. I also make the point is it gets back to that alphabet part, right? If you said, okay. I never want my ch- child to stumble over LMNOP, right, like you never want them to not be able to get that. That's a problem. You want them to get to do it over and over again and practice it and write it and read it and sing it, right? Yes. Yeah. The way I look at social-emotional skill development, and I think it is critically important for kids to be around not just their parents, but okay. their peers, their, their other children. The yeah. problem is when we have unrealistic expectations of those children, and I say if you think of it, I, I do a lot on helping kids learn to you know, feed and nutrition, right? Okay. Yeah. If you sit down with your child and your sole goal is to feed them when they're a toddler, you're missing the point that it's a learning experience. Okay. For social emotional skills, when parents and I understand it, because I had three kids in three and a half years, I lived through this. I don't want my children to bite or to hit, and you know, we cringe when that happens, but those are skills that are dependent on impulse control and children need to learn impulse control and they need to practice impulse control. So being in an environment where it's not just do those things happen, but how are they handled. So, for I example, see. at my primrose, I had my staff. We, all, we taught how to handle that scenario so that it helps teach the child. It's not anger. It's understanding that it's going to happen. But how do we teach the child? How do we partner with the parents? What can the parents do okay. at home? To continue the message at school and vice versa that's what you want to look for because again i think those things you know in a world where we care about failure adaptability learning from our mistakes right like in the business world that's all the rage but if we don't ever if we want our child to never bite hit or be bitten or be hit right then we have realistic expectations this is like a playground to learn it in okay talk about a, a quality nurturing environment in child care
3: Wow. So you're saying don't overreact if they're picking up some of these habits, or, you know, and I'm going to say this as a mom, a lot of times we tend to say, well, they picked up that habit, but, you know, in all fairness, I know as a pediatrician, you would say, where do you really know where the behavior started, right? I think as parents who want to say the other kid did that to them, our kids, they're precious. They didn't do anything. They picked up all these bad habits, but somebody's kid has to be the one to start it, right, doctor?
4: Well, sure, and you know what I'm going to add to that is, if, you know, I often get asked, how do you pick high-quality child care? Like, what is it you're looking yes. for? clearly caring, responsive adult. It needs to be a nurturing environment. If it's not nurturing, don't go there. But you also can now, there are places, and, you know, again, having been deep into the Primrose curriculum, part of the reason that attracted me to owning a Primrose was because it is entirely possible to do developmentally appropriate, thoughtful and purposeful integration of social-emotional skill development into early childhood curriculum at the same level that we introduce early literacy and math skills.
0: Okay. So this, I, well, well,
4: I want to look for somewhere that intentionally is focusing on who children become in a character, positive character sense as much as they focus on what they're trying to do with those sort of more academic school readiness skills that they're developing. If yes. you are in that kind of setting and you look intentionally for that, then yes, when, when you know that they're in an environment where people are going to help them learn not to bite and not to hit and how to share and how to think about other people and things, and even go beyond that and start to do activities like that are more about generosity and thinking about others, okay. then you can say you don't have to be upset about every incident because on the flip side of that, if you're not in that environment and your child being hit and bit, then you do have to worry that somebody doesn't understand how to handle those, those behaviors, and they're challenging ones, but we know that they exist
3: in early childhood. Wow, great information. Uh, Before you leave us, uh, you spoke about, of course, academic development, also social skills, of course, Um, and that's always a tug of war, right, because you have so many well-intended parents who consider themselves educated, and they want their kids to be the doctors like you, of course, or the lawyer or the engineer, and they push the math early in the reading, which I'm all about. i huge component of education, but sometimes I wonder as parents, are we pushing too much on one end while we're foreseeing or letting go of the social development skills, and you've seen those kids, not a stereotype doctor, but as a pediatrician, they're very academic, they're on point, but socially there's something missing, and a lot of times it's maybe the parents haven't encouraged
0: the social skills development. Is that true that the war exists?
4: Well, yeah, and you are hitting on something that's really core to what I've focused on in the last couple of years, and including I just finished writing a book that pulls that in, which is Even in sort of the more technical, hard, medical kind of world of whether it's medicine or it is technology and business,
5: you know everyone's
4: kind of coming to the same conclusion. I say it's almost like a tsunami of interest. Okay. how fundamentally important social-emotional skills are, and it doesn't matter whether you're a software engineer or you're a doctor or you're a professor, whatever it may be. What I like to say is, you know, I have this feeling in, in, in years of focusing on it and researching it, yes. but I have yet to find anything that doesn't convince me that this is almost the missing link, because when we talk about these core zero to five skills that you can develop, yes. some of them right when you come back down to their core are things like focus and attention. Well, you can't learn it. That, that affects your life trajectory from an education business work standpoint. If you, oh, wow. And it also impacts if you can't pay attention to other people and focus your attention on what might they be thinking, so now you're getting into the emotional perspective-taking side. These these wow. things we're talking about are really core and central. And, yes, I don't care whether your your child's going to end up, you know, destined to be a doctor or an engineer yes. or they're destined to be anything else they want to be. I believe that these skills cross all those boundaries, and that's why I'm so passionate about helping parents understand the opportunity that we have in those first five years to develop the skills that, everybody's racing towards and trying to figure out how do,
3: we, how do we develop them. We overlooked them, and we weren't paying attention to them as much
4: as we Yeah,
6: did.
3: and great information. And, and after all, I would like to thank that uh, regardless of the title, be it engineer or neurosurgeon or great pediatrician like you, we're interested in our children being well-rounded and productive. It's been such an honor to speak with you. Where can our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you discussed today? Because you hit some great points.
4: Uh, Well, thank you so much, and certainly because I've got this opportunity to partner with Primrose, you know, having been an owner already, but now with the shared vision of helping parents understand these skills and figure out what they can do and empower them, the Mm -hmm. Primrose blog, so it's primroseschools.com forward slash blog, has -hmm. information about the survey, it's got information about the brain science and the early childhood development that we've been talking about. Yes. And then also the book that I've just finished writing, I believe it's up and ready. already. Right, it hasn't been released, but it's going to be very soon, called The Toddler Brain, Nurture the Skills Today That Will Shape Your Child's Tomorrow. And again, both locations you'll find this shared vision, and it's the one that we found from this national survey that basically almost all parents have, of wanting to figure out how to develop good character skills and traits in their children. This is the how-to and what to look for when you're entrusting someone else.
3: Um, with your child's care as well as what you do yourself. Great information. Thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio.
0: Thanks so much. Have a good one. The Orange Zebra is a new children's book written by award-winning teacher, Neesha Hardy that teaches children about accepting their uniqueness. When 11-year-old Leah and her younger sister Zoe make good grades, their beloved ungrazed takes them to bush garden the girls learn about the different kinds of beautiful animals from africa but leah learns much more ungrace teaches her a lesson about loving herself and embracing her uniqueness through an interesting story about an orange zebra get your copy today for a special child online through amazon and ebay I'm LaAngela Angela from the Atlanta metro area, and I listen to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton.
7: My name is Greta. I'm four years old, and I listen to Let's Talk America.
3: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, everyone aspires to financial stability, making a living wage or saving money for the future, owning a home and maybe even starting a business. But unfortunately, some of those dreams seem out of reach for some Americans. Now, no matter your current financial situation, there is HOPE, H-O-P-E, for your future, and we're helping you find it tonight. Right now, I'm so honored to have the one and only John Hope Bryant, the founder of Operation HOPE, a financial education. Nonprofit, on with us, and Brad Dismore, head of Consumer Banking at SunTrust. Welcome, gentlemen, to Let's Talk America Radio.
8: I'm honored to be with you. My man Brad is right next to me.
3: All right. Thank you. Now, John, one in three families are classified as, quote-unquote, working poor, and roughly 43 million uh, people live below the poverty line in this nation, Um, yet I know you believe that poverty isn't really about money. Explain for our listening audience.
8: Yeah, and by the way, there's 138 million folks who are financially oh, wow. stressed out, right? Okay. They have too much month at the end of their money. 70% of Americans living from paycheck to paycheck. Uh, you and I know all these people. They're dressed in suits and ties and okay. want the world to believe that everything's cool in their life, and we know that it's not. Oh. And so what I'm saying when I say poverty is that half of poverty is low self-esteem and lack of confidence in yourself. If wow. you don't know who you are by, by 9 in the morning, by dinner time, gonna, somebody's going to tell you who you are. Then you, the second part of poverty is crappy role models and a crappy environment. Okay. Uh, as I said earlier, if you hang around 9 broke people, you'll be the 10th.
0: Okay. And, wow. then,
8: and then you've got the lack of hope, the most dangerous person in the world, the person with no hope that leads to no opportunity. So crappy self-esteem, crappy confidence, crappy role models, crappy environment I
0: see.
2: It leads
8: to no hope and no opportunity. That's real poverty, and that's depression. And you okay. can't do your show, you can't do this show without confidence yeah. you mean, I'm talking about you so so everybody listening to your show has to have a greater level of well being, and that believes in your money if you got if you're depressed, you're gonna go shopping <laughs> to try to to try to to try to offset your depression, and that's gonna yeah. make things worse, right yes.
3: Good point. Wow. So, okay, you eloquently explained the issue, which is bigger than money. Thank you for pointing that out, because I think so many people think of just the issues of poverty having to do with finances. Um, But what are the first steps to changing the direction financially and achieving what I know you refer to, John, as financial dignity?
8: Yes. I mean, look, Abraham Lincoln, 1865, thought the most important thing he could do for former slaves after the Civil War was to create a bank called the Freedmen's Bank to teach free slaves about money. He, he realized that in 1865. Frederick Douglass ran this bank. Unfortunately, he was killed. Lincoln was killed. story was lost to history. Okay. So we never got the memo on money. It's, we're not dumb and we're not stupid. It's okay. what we don't know that we don't know that's killing us. The first thing we have to do is to acknowledge it, to say we don't have all the answers, to sit down and have a family uh, financial meeting every week okay. at your kitchen table. And let the kids know the lights don't come on by themselves. <laughs> yeah, okay, <good laughs> that, car don't, that car don't drive by itself. It needs gas in it. You, you're living <laughs> a financial transaction from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night. And so what we're doing with SunTrust is really finishing what Lincoln started.
2: Okay. We're going to
8: open 200 locations with them, which means this is not some PR exercise. This is okay. real business. And we're going to scale up this model of hope inside so that we can get people to a credit score point, to be blunt, where, they, where the bank can say yes to them. I mean, wow. if you've got a 500-credit score, the bank can't say yes to you. Okay. It, 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 you're the nicest person in the world. They've got to turn you down. But there's never been a 700-credit score community that rioted in American history. Okay. <laughs> and, wow. and all of our problems are in 500-credit score neighborhoods where you have a check casher next to a payday loan lender, next to a rental-owned store, next to a title lender, next to a liquor store. Okay. And I want to I, I destroy that market using the free enterprise system and okay. set people free with this knowledge. And that's why I hope inside in this SunTrust partnership It's so incredibly important.
3: Wow. John, I know you mentioned uh, sitting down at the table and and working as a family unit. How important is it for those listening in to really emphasize uh, just great financial elements to the kids, those who are watching? Because like you said, the car just doesn't drive by itself. But we're living in 2016. Uh, The world has changed a lot in the last 10 years. So many kids or preteens say, well, just take out the card, Mom and Dad, and purchase what I want online.
8: No, look, slavery used to be on your arms and your legs in the 1800s, in the 1700s. Now it can be plastic, okay? It can okay. be financial. It can okay. be ignorance. You know, and, and then we save our worst behavior as parents, for those we, we care the most about, or put another way. We pass down bad habits from generation to generation out of love. So we've got we've to become financially literate and knowledgeable and pass it on to our kids as a legacy. Because, you know, my dad, my dad owned his own business. He owned wow. a eight, an 18-unit of Apartment building. apartment building, a, yes. a, a, a nursery, and a gas station. Okay. We lost it all because wow. he made he, he would make a dollar, and spend a dollar fifty. Okay. The more money he made, the broker we got. So 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 we lost everything, and I had to rebuild on my own and take care of my father in his old age, even though okay. he had owned the business for fifty years. So so we, we got to pass down assets to our children, not debt. We had to make sure our children know the new civil rights issue is financial literacy. Okay. Money is everywhere. I mean, why why are these kids making horrible decisions about about a whole range of things? It's money. Okay. I mean, you no, no lady uh, chooses to uh, 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 to choose a career in let's say uh, a, a club at night okay. because that's her aspiration. She's doing that yeah. for money. So wow. financial literacy and financial well-being will uh, determine the quality of your life. And so it is critical these kids know that. Pulling out a piece of plastic is not going to solve their problem. And that parents have to earn everything in that house. It pays for it. Mm, Speaking of money, I know you're... (laughs)
3: Yeah, it's a huge concept, the one certainly attainable for so many Americans right now. I know you talked about money. You brought up the buzzword. Of course, that's what we're talking about today. I know Brad is with you. He's head of consumer banking at SunTrust. Accessible financial education is the key to making smart decisions about money. As John so eloquently pointed out for us, tell us why it may not be as hard to find free resources as people think. Because you know someone's saying, but the info is just not out there.
6: No, that's right. And as as Sean was saying, this is a problem that impacts um, people across all demographics, across all income levels. Uh, We've identified that three out of four people don't sleep well at night because they're worried about their money. And earlier this year, we we set a goal to help 5 million people across the country go from stress to confidence. But to your point, we realized really quickly that the information wasn't available to enough people. And so it's it's expanding partnerships like the one with Operation Hope so we can expand our reach. And when we expand our reach, we expand the number of people we help. Uh, it's It's supporting Operation Hope to help them build out their virtual capabilities so that people that want to access this information online can get it online we know that one of the things that keeps a lot of americans from taking that first step to financial confidence is they're they're worried that uh, somebody's going to judge them there okay. and, and so one of the messages we've got to get out is is folks aren't they're not alone there's lots of people millions of people that are going through going through these issues, and, which yes. is why we've got to get the information out there.
3: Yes, as John pointed out, um, it's often people we know that uh, can dress well or drive a car. Um, before you leave us, Brad, can you explain uh, the new movement, I think it's titled, the On Up Movement, and what resources does it offer uh, for people to uh, deal with financial stress?
6: Yeah, On Up is all about um, encouraging people to join the movement, to go to stress to confidence. It's all about financial well-being. And the, the best way to get information is to go to suntrust.com or to uh, onup.com. And uh, in both of those sites, uh, uh, people can find out how to join the movement.
3: All right. Thank you so much for joining us here, you and John. Thanks again. Thank you. This is
2: DJ Nicholas, Dr. Regiard from Kingston, Jamaica. And you're listening to Let's Start America. Keep it locked
3: welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, you know, here on the show, we put the spotlight on the issues that concern you, and nothing concerns you more than your health. Now, you know, digestive issues are something many people can relate to, so many people I know, at least at some point in their life. Now, they're very unpleasant for many people, but often people don't talk about the symptoms due to fear or stigma or embarrassment. But what if that stomach ache just wasn't a simple stomach ache? but a real underlining yet treatable condition known as EPI. Well, I'm no expert at any of this, but, you know, here on Let's Talk America Radio, we seek those experts that are, and I'm so excited right now to have the one and only, he is a digestive health expert, Dr. Phil Hart. Dr. Hart, welcome to the programming. Hi, Shana. Thanks for having me. Ah, What an honor to have you on. Now, what are some of the common GI issues and symptoms that many people face or uh, live uh, really in privacy with?
5: Yeah, you know, like like you mentioned, uh, GI symptoms are incredibly common. It's estimated that about 60 to 70 million people have some type of chronic digestive symptom, and there's a whole range of these symptoms that can include things like abdominal bloating, gas, or change in their bowel pattern.
3: Oh, wow. You know, um, I know, obviously, you've spent um, your career, obviously, in this field. I know, I do want to mention to our audience that you're currently the medical director at uh, the Ohio State University section of pancreatic disorders. Now, it seems to be so common with the stomach conditions. Is there a reason? Is this our diet or uh, does genetics play role, doctor?
5: Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question. It's, it's not entirely clear, but it's likely a combination of factors that include not only genetics but also diet and environmental factors. And it, the complex nature of it can make it really difficult to understand these causes and as a result can also make it challenging to manage some of these symptoms.
2: Wow.
3: Do you think, from your professional perspective, that's perhaps one reason why so many patients are hesitant to bring it up? I know I talked about the embarrassment, but perhaps they've gone to a physician before and nothing really happened, they didn't find the medication or treatment effective, and thus they're hesitant when they get in front of a new physician?
5: It's hard to say why uh, patients have a hard time, but in a recent survey that we completed that was commissioned by the American Gastroenterological Association, of those patients that had a difficult time discussing their symptoms with their healthcare provider, 60% cited embarrassment as the most common reason for that. And again, it's, it's not entirely clear why that is, but okay. uh, it, in part it's likely due to just lack of familiarity with discussing these types of symptoms. Okay.
3: Wow, and we know certainly our health matters, and we've had so many physicians come on like yourself who've said you have to be your own health care advocate. Now, I mentioned at the top of this segment there is a stomach condition called EPI. Uh, Break that acronym down, and what exactly is it?
5: Sure. Uh, EPI stands for exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, and this is a condition that refers to a situation where the pancreas doesn't make enough digestive chemicals to accomplish uh, digesting the, the food that we normally eat. And so if, those, if the food is not properly digested, it leads to malabsorption, and that malabsorption can cause a variety of symptoms that can include things like greasy stools, unexplained weight loss, but also more common symptoms like abdominal bloating and gas. Hmm.
3: Is there any uh, patient or person listening right now that would be more at risk than others, females versus males? Does age play a factor?
5: Um, it, it's not clear that age or gender play a factor, uh, but in our, in our survey, 75% of the gastroenterologists that responded, indicated that EPI should really be considered in one of three scenarios. The first is in those patients that have a personal history of pancreatitis, the second is in patients with a family history of pancreatitis, and then third and finally is in those patients that have a known uh, or existing risk factor for pancreatic disease, which is primarily uh, regarding heavy alcohol use or cigarette smoking. Oh, wow. So I guess
3: I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would assume that you're advocating if you're smoking right now, find a cessation plant to stop?
5: Well, that's a good question. There, there are a host of reasons uh, to stop smoking, and there's a lot of evidence that's just recent over the last year that's illustrated and shown how cigarette smoking can be detrimental to the health of the pancreas in okay. addition to the, the known uh, complications of heart disease, stroke, blood pressure, et cetera.
3: Wow. You know, how can patients take a more proactive role in that digestive health? I know you just eloquently described that be smart, uh, try to find a way to stop smoking, because there are many reasons to do that, not just speaking of EPI. But what other uh, tips do you offer as a medical professional?
5: Well, there, there are a lot of things that patients can do to uh, uh, be proactive in this regard. I think the first step is really that we want to encourage patients to openly discuss their GI symptoms. In our survey, one of the most startling findings was that on average it took patients four years before they discussed their symptoms with a healthcare provider. And so I think that's that's clearly the first and most important step is that they need to have an open and honest conversation (coughs) with their healthcare provider. Other things that patients can do if if they're interested in learning more uh, about EPI, they can uh, visit identifyepi.com or gastro.org for additional reading resources.
3: What great information. Dr. Hart, before you leave us, I know you described the condition very well, um, promoting and encouraging all of us listening right now, national and international listeners, to be advocates for ourselves. I'm assuming that the treatment options, they are viable out there for this condition, right?
5: That's that's correct. One of the key reasons that the AGA launched this survey to better understand EPI is that even though it's not excessively common, it's a highly treatable condition. And the symptoms uh, respond very well to treatment, which consists of a medication that we refer to as pancreatic enzymes, and this is a supplement that patients take with their meals.
3: Oh, wow. And I'm assuming for those listening in right now they are saying they've had some bloating, they're having some of the issues you described, but they're saying, well, I'm just going to reach for the cabinet medication that my dad and my grandparents used. I think you're probably saying it's a good time at least to see a physician to at least get checked out, right?
5: Yeah, I think that it's important, if nothing else, to open the conversation about those symptoms. It, it will really depend on a variety of factors uh, regarding whether or not their healthcare provider recommends further evaluation. But okay. if the conversation isn't even started, okay. then then there's really no way to make progress in those symptoms.
3: I love it. We put the spotlight here on issues that concern you on Let's Talk America Radio, talking about your health. Dr. Phil Hart, it's been an honor having you on. Uh, Really quick, again, give us the website where our national and international listeners can go for more information about everything you discuss, talking about stomach issues, specifically a condition known
5: as EPI. Sure, your your listeners can go to identifyepi.com or gastro.org. Thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio.
7: This is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going,
0: Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going.
3: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. Now, you know here on the program, we always try to put the spotlight on the issues that matter to you and your entire household and what matters more than your health. Well, fall is here, cooler weather, the holidays are knocking loudly. And guess what? So is the flu season. It's already started, from my understanding, that time where body aches, chills, fever, cough, runny nose or stuffy nose, sore throat, the nagging fatigue, and head- but the flu is also a highly contagious infection, causing mild to severe illness, serious complications, and in some cases, rarely, even death. But we've covered that here on the show in previous years. Now, each year, more than 200,000 people are hospitalized for flu related complications. I'm no expert at any of this, but I'm so excited to have back on the program the one and only Farm B Kim Tran. Kim, welcome back to Let's Talk America Radio.
7: Thanks. So great to be here.
3: Thank you for being on. I also know that you're a trained immunizer and a published researcher. You know a lot about influenza that are known to many as the flu. Uh, you have to tell us this. We are already in the midst of fall. Um, how serious is the flu right now? In other words, um, I have cases already occurred here in the U.S.?
7: Actually, the flu season can start as early as October and runs through May. Oh, wow. So it's always best to get your flu shot, which is the number one way to prevent yourself from getting the flu as early as possible. Now is the best time.
3: Kim, you know there's someone listening right now from Orangeburg, South Carolina. They're saying, I hear you, but my grandmother told me she took the flu shot and she got the flu from the flu shot. I know it may be an urban myth to many medical professionals like yourself, but I never resist the chance to get a medical professional or provider to explain the flu shot doesn't cause the flu.
7: And that is so common. Everybody has that same kind of story, who knows someone who knows someone who got sick from the flu (laughs) shot. And it's so important to clarify that this is a common and very dangerous misconception you absolutely cannot get the flu from the flu shot. Now, what most people don't know is that when you get the shot, it takes two weeks to kick in and start working. During those two weeks, if you are already coming down with something or you're exposed to someone who was already sick, then you can get sick. But that is completely unrelated to the flu shot. And you cannot get the flu from the flu shot. I can't say that enough.
3: (laughs) And we cannot hear that enough because so many people continue to tell us and write in saying that they know this for sure. Now, uh, along with influenza, is that common nagging cold that seems to be year round at any given point, what are the differences between the common cold and influenza?
7: Well, the flu is much more serious than the cold. Few things to watch out for is the flu includes the fever. The fatigue, you okay. need to stay in bed. You feel like you can't get out of bed, and that can last for a very long time, up to seven days. You are absolutely going to miss work. You're going to miss school, and it can be severe. It can put you in oh, the wow. hospital. It can even cause a death. So get that flu shot. You can potentially save your life. You can protect others, save their life. It is not something to be ignored.
3: Kim, is there anyone more, um, I guess, prone to influenza than others? I mean, I know it can hit anyone of any age group. I mean, but, for instance, can the young toddlers be prone to the flu or the elderly? Are they more at risk?
7: Absolutely. Now, the CDC recommends a flu shot for everyone over the age of six months. But okay. the high-risk population includes the very young, the elderly, people who are over the age of 65, those with any preexisting medical conditions, just such like asthma, diabetes, anybody who has a weakened immune system, those are the targeted populations. We need to protect them.
3: Okay, and that's very important. And I, I'm going to throw this in. I mean, if someone also has an, um, an autoimmune uh, condition or they're living with a chronic condition anyway, um, I would imagine that would make them a, a little more vulnerable to the effects of the flu than someone else.
7: Absolutely. And they definitely are a high-risk population and should get their flu shot.
3: Okay. Now, are there different types of flu shots? Because I know medical professionals like you, being a PharmD, say get the flu shot, get the flu shot. But if I walk into the local pharmacy and I say, well, give me the flu shot, do I have options?
7: There are absolutely lots of options out there. The list is pretty long. There's options for people over the age of 65. There's an option for children over the age of 4. There's a trivalent option, a quadrivalent option, egg-based, cell-based. The list can go on and on. But when walking into your local pharmacy, talk to your pharmacist. Then they can tell you which option is best for you.
3: Okay, so we know the flu shot is out, um, but in previous years, there seemed to be some marketing campaigns for uh, the flu mist, if you will. Is that still appropriate this year? Because were there some recommendations for the Pediatric Academy or CDC on the flu mist?
7: Um, The CDC no longer actually recommends the flu mist. And, again, if you have any further questions, you can always ask your pharmacist or your doctor about which one is available, which one is best for you and your conditions that you may already have.
3: Kim, we always love having you on here on Let's Talk America Radio. Before you leave us, uh, of course, you eloquently describe uh, the flu, the symptoms, what it takes. The flu shot is going to be our best buddy. Um, but anything else that all the moms and all the dads and the nanas and grandpas listening in right now to your voice, anything we can do on top of the flu shot to try to help our chances of not getting the flu, or if we get it, at least it wouldn't be as bad, or hopefully.
7: Of course. Uh, as parents and caretakers, we tend to... Worry about our family before ourselves. Get that flu shot to protect yourself and protect others. Nobody can take a day off from being a parent. You want to make sure you're healthy. Best practices on being healthy would include hand sanitizer, tissues if you're coughing and sneezing, covering your mouth, getting plenty of rest, eating right, you know, just common sense when it comes to being healthy, especially now that the seasons are changing. And I want to
3: piggyback on something. You said get plenty of rest. You know as the holiday season is here, so many people say, well, I've got to run it, I've got to shop for this and do that. But you emphasize get some rest, right? Don't be superwoman or superman, right, Kim? That's important.
7: Absolutely. We don't want being sick to prevent us from actually participating in these holiday celebrations. You feel like you need to do anything, everything, but if you miss it, that's goes out the window
3: yes absolutely great point prevention is key like she said get the flu shot listeners and also keep those hands washed and get plenty of rest kim before you leave us where can we go for more information about everything you discussed tonight uh of course the flu the big bad flu that many of us don't want
7: for more information you can always go online to whatsyourfluplan.com
3: awesome thank you kim train for joining us here on let's talk america radio
7: thank you you're listening to the Let's
2: the radio. Stay tuned in.
4: Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is Talk Radio with Substance. Tune in.
3: Welcome back, everyone. You are tuned in to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton Radio Show. Well, I learned something tonight, and hopefully you did as well. Now, if this is your very first time listening to the broadcast or your tenth time, we would love to hear from you. Let us know. We want to hear your feedback. Simply email us at admin at Again, email us at admin at or you can visit our website at ltaradio.com and submit the back on our forms there, okay? Stay with us, and remember to tell family and friends about us as well. Quick housekeeping note, please support our 2016 Community Food Drive. It's very important that we end hunger together. For more information, simply visit LTA Radio.com. We're here on Let's Talk America Radio. You know we present timely news and great talk, and we also love phenomenal music, and tonight, the music is from Atlanta-based musician Adriel Mallard, and the name of this track is a father a father well certainly listen to the tunes and stay informed with news everywhere remember to connect with let's talk america radio on twitter our handle there is s-s-t-h-o-r-n-t-o-n s-s thornton we share news stories 24 hours a day have a great week and enjoy this holiday season tis the season hashtag lta radio thanks for joining us Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is an entity at Pageant & Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com.
2: If we struggle just to get it right Every day you gotta sacrifice I work hard to be a father It's a struggle just to get it right Every day you gotta sacrifice I work hard to be a father Sometimes I feel like the world is on my shoulders. Every day ride like a soldier, gotta get home, tuck my baby's in, that's long i was sensing them dividends, and it's hard work, but I stay strong, to teach my little girl right from Rome. and my friends, how to say up out the street, and build a map opportunities opportunity how to love a woman, how to trust a man, believe in God and
1: he'll understand what it takes to make you through this life, no matter what, daddy gotta sacrifice to be right there, next to you the homework and life lessons you go through when you graduate, and when you walk that aisle the joy in my heart, when I see that smile You can laugh, we cry cry, 10 times together Falling, scratching me I make it all better But if you get out of line I'ma love you tough And show you where you went wrong Tighten me up Birthday party Take your family pick No matter the occasion I don't wanna miss Between work and church Home and all
2: Papa seems so bitch Trying to juggle it all It's a struggle Just to get it right Every day You gotta sacrifice I work hard To be a father It's a struggle just to get it right Every day you gotta sacrifice I work hard to be a father
1: This song is dedicated to my daughters Kylie and Tamia My sons Dre, Junior, and Aiden I just want you to know daddy loves you And no matter what, I'll always be there for you Anytime you need me, I'm right here I just a phone call away
2: a struggle just to get it right. Every day you gotta sacrifice. I work hard to be a father. It's a struggle just to get it right. Every day you gotta sacrifice. I work hard I gotta raise
1: your right and do the best I can. Build a bond you can trust and hold your hand. If you need to talk, i right there for you. Do the good and the bad times, shear you through. Take walks in the park, you cool all day. I know it's like some time work getting away. You just It's practice lot of late meetings. By the time I get home, there will go to the evening. try to out, there's no other reason. Neglecting the fact, full of teaching is needed. A third string effort compared to the bills. When it came by, time and that day on the real. So it's more than life, it's just what I can buy. Refuse, not to spend some quality time, gotta balance it out. If she was about, depend on me. To figure it out, to all the fathers dedicated to you The eyes and face things we go through Just to be a part of our child's life Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's strife Daddy do it, that's what I do From diaper changes to how to drive To dance to fight with all the ball games I'll be right there
2: on the sidelines struggle, just to get it right Every day you gotta sacrifice I work hard to be a father It's a struggle just to get it right. Every day you gotta sacrifice. I work hard to be a father.